Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. I'm so excited to have everyone back for another show. I'm Caroline. I'm your host. Today, we are so fortunate to have Miss Astrid Gray with us. Astrid uh, comes to us from IBM. We are going to talk today about how to accelerate prospecting with your personal brand. Super excited to have everyone in the room today. Uh, here are today's lineup speakers. It's just us. <laughs> Before we dive in, uh, as always, if you're looking to level up your sales career, if you're looking to go from 101 to 201 to 301 to 401, uh, go ahead and scan this QR code. You'll get instant access to tons of training, really fantastic resources uh, from the Sell Better team. So go ahead and scan this uh, and take a look after the show. Today, we are going to talk about just how big of an impact that personal branding can have for your personal life and professional life. We're super excited to dive in there. Um, we're going to talk about you know a guide to creating your own brand from scratch. I think something that a lot of our um, uh, audience typically likes to ask for is really strategic ways to do what we're talking about. So we're going to give you guys a lot of that. We're going to talk about tactics for using your brand to improve your prospecting. This is stuff that you're going to be like instantly able to take away and apply to your day-to-day -day life. So before we dive in, question for the audience. As always, I'm interested in who we have in the room. Um, so go ahead and let us know who we've got here. And Astrid, hi. Hi, how are you? It's so funny. I see the little pop on is like, who's in the room? And host and panelist can't vote. I was like, ready to vote. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're like, I'm a host. <laughs> Astrid, I'm so pumped to have you here today. Um, I'd love to start this discussion just by asking, like, what are some examples of opportunities that or, or benefits that building a brand has given you personally and professionally? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question to start off with. So uh, my personal brand is centered around a couple of things. I would say it's centered around my career in tech sales. So I am an, an account executive selling uh, my company's cloud uh, services, cloud platform. Um, it's centered around my journey through personal finances and, and my knowledge in the technology space. So I have an engineering background. I'm very, you know, I sell technology. Just being at the forefront of that is really neat. So for me, some of the benefits that come with it is um, with like my social media, um, I've obviously, I've been given a lot of brand partnership opportunities, which has been really great. I recently been getting those coming in. So that's awesome. And especially me focusing on curating what kind of brands I want to work with. So recently I had a brand reach out to me that's focused. They have an application center around data privacy um, for their end users. And to me, you know, that's a super important, um, you know, aspect of, you know, as technology, as customers are moving to the cloud, whatever it is, it's like data privacy has become such a big concern that it's nice to be able to, you know, talk about ways to help prevent your data from being stolen or just to keep it private. So that's a really neat opportunity. I would also say just making a name for myself within, um, you know, just, just the tech world. I think that's also helped with my job in real life where I've been able to uh, meet with new people who have connected me with potential prospects, with potential startups. I, I definitely work with a lot of startups. So having those connections formed based on the knowledge of who I am and my brand is just really neat to, to have. That's awesome. It's really good to hear. I think like 
laying that foundation for context for folks hearing how incredible the opportunities can be um so do you think that it like hurts sellers who don't have a personal brand do you think people are actively looking to hire people who have a brand nowadays yeah so what the funny thing is i feel like now with social media just being like you know part of our daily lives especially i'm still deciding if i'm millennial gen z i guess i'm on the cusp but just with all the new generations, like, you know, social media is integrated with our life. It, it's just there. And so how are you going to leverage that? How like the positive sides of social media, which again is forming those connections and building an audience and, and building trust with an audience. I think, um, it, I think for me, it really helps. So just having, uh, what I think when it comes to building a personal brand, the focus should be like, what exactly are my values and what do I want to share with the world? What exactly do I want to not as say curate, but decide, okay, who, who am I as a person that I want to expose on social media? And then from there, the types of connections and relationships that I can build. And I think as a seller, it has really helped me with um, starting conversations. So honestly, when I've been on calls with prospects or just even again people networking outside, um, my presence has, my social media presence has really helped initiate conversations. There's already that built in trust of who I am. And I think it goes a long way. And just as a side note, um, I've, uh, I haven't necessarily job hopped, but I definitely have interviewed in past roles. And I remember bringing up um, my, my, my presence by fintech latina uh instagram and just the reason for it and that actually like sparked a lot of interest in my interviewer and they they i think they really saw who i am as a person my mission and it it helped me progress further into interviews and ended up securing offers so i definitely think there's a lot of power to presenting yourself online and you know sharing with the world who you are so oh i could not agree more I'm super curious for folks in the chat. So Astrid has a huge LinkedIn or a huge Instagram presence, rather. I know the focus that we usually take is on LinkedIn. So we're going to be talking about kind of a yeah. different social media platform today. Um, curious for folks in the chat, put a one in the chat if you're an Instagram uh, person, put a two in the chat if you're on LinkedIn only. Super curious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great that you do LinkedIn. I actually need to start uh, posting more on my LinkedIn. I guess before I used to think, okay, LinkedIn is solely professional, so to speak. But right. now LinkedIn is starting to say, hey, we want it to be more engaging. We want, you know, to to follow in the suits of, of TikTok and, and Instagram. Um, and I think it's awesome because it makes you more relatable. It's like, I think with companies, like people want, and, and just with selling, people want to work with people who they like. Like genuinely, a lot of selling is like i'll give you an example my company recently came out with an article and i think it was internal actually but they told us as sellers they said hey 75 percent of our wins come from two things one is um our value out of our product but most importantly it's the relationships that we have established with our customers so that emphasis on building those relationships and building rapport um it's huge and i think again when you when you you know build that trust when you share your personal experiences and share your knowledge with others that forms those connections that inherently makes up you know not inherently but makes them want to trust you and value your opinions and i think that is really vital on all all platforms linkedin especially yeah no i couldn't agree more i'm seeing a lot of like 50 50 split in the chat by the way yeah that's so interesting to me because you know i haven't leveraged instagram as much as i have linkedin so you and i are like yeah to learn from each other exactly (laughs) 
Um, but no, it's it's so true what you're saying. I want to echo what you just said about trust and credibility because nowadays your social media footprint is what people will use to yeah. look at you, see what you've done, see what you've built, see what you've achieved. Particularly in the interview process, like you you can't convince me that an interview ma- manager isn't going to your page and seeing like what you've done. Yeah. Or then they're looking at your resume, right? Like, do you think and, so? And I also want to, yeah, just to add to that, it's like, I think what personal branding is, is you have to think of it this way. It's like, if you were to talk to someone in a room, you want to kind of, when you leave that room, you want them to say, okay, who was that person that I just met? Like, wh- what defines you as an individual or what makes you stand out? And that's how you have to sort of think of it. It's like, who do I want to be remembered as? And I think, Again, when it comes to like finding uh, jobs, for instance, I, I had a, a, an experience where I remember I had a friend who worked at a company and I it was for a consulting company. I really wanted to work there. And she told me behind the scenes, she said, yeah, I, I'm part of the interview process, but I won't be interviewing you, obviously. Right. There was two parts of the interview. There was a technical uh, case study part and then there was the behavioral part. And I basically bombed the the technical, the case study. Yeah, that's like I did not do well at all. And uh, and I knew it. And but the behavioral part, again, I really talked about what I what my values were, what my mission was with my social media, um, you know, reaching out to other women of color was is one of my main focuses and helping them transition to tech and, um, you know, getting their personal finances in order. Um, so just talking about those things. And my friend told me you worked there. She said, yeah, you didn't do so well on that, the the case study, but because they really believed in your mission, they really liked who you were as an individual, they wanted to move you forward. And that ended up leading to multiple interviews and, you know, successful offer and converted. And I was just like, wow, like that is such an impactful way. Like that side of me really stood out and, you know, helped me get a job. So that's uh, that's so like powerful to hear because it's true that you are you are the representative of you. Sometimes yeah. skills won't be there, and you can learn skills. Yeah. But you can't always learn how to leave a good impression. <laughs> like, exactly. No, and first impressions with selling, especially, are everything. It's like how are you able to connect with your audience? And I think, again, not everybody might be your cup of tea, or you might not be everyone's cup of tea. I mean, but at the same time, it's like if you figure out what your niche is, what what you want what your values are, what you want, knowledge you want to share, then yep. those right people will come to you. So. I'm agree more. So I want to talk about this debate here. It's not, no, it's not a debate. It's, it's just a question, right? So it's like yeah. social selling versus personal branding. Something we talk about a lot on this show is selling techniques, social selling, prospecting, cold outreach, et cetera. So I think the audience has a decent feel for social selling, but what is social selling versus personal brand building in your no that is such a great question so for me because again when i initially started just like you know posting on social media even on linkedin when i first created my linkedin and realized okay this is a powerful tool to to share my resume to share my experience um i had to kind of see okay what what exactly is the difference and i think for me personal branding again as we talked about is really defining who you are as a person who you want to show to the world and 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 again, that to build trust, to build authenticity, to to show your uniqueness, like um, as a person. And then social selling to me is kind of then building off of that personal brand and actually monet potentially monetizing it. So for social selling, it's like if you if I wanted to create a course or interview guide, whatever it is, 
mm-hmm. that because of that built-in trust I've, I've created with um, my personal brand that allows me then um, to socially sell and then hopefully, you know, potentially monetize it. But I think, again, the first focus to me should be on my personal brand. Like that's something where I value and I really want to make sure it's exactly who who I am. I want to represent myself online. So what is your opinion on that? <laughs> I love that. So it's like it's like the chicken and egg question. And in this yeah. case, the chicken and egg, like what came first? Your personal brand has to come first before you can really successfully employ social selling tactics. Um, because here's the thing, guys, like for everyone listening, if you send a prospect a cold email and they're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I, I like that. Um, who is this person? The yeah. first thing they're going to do is click on your LinkedIn hyperlink or your Instagram hyperlink or whatever. And they're going to go validate that you're actually a real human, that you're credible, that you exactly. know what you're talking about. <laughs> so oh, wait. No, that's exactly. I mean, dating too. When you look online, you're you kind of see, okay, who is this person legit? But I, I think that is so true. It's like when you outreach, when it, when it comes to selling, you want to show okay, um, is this, you want to humanize yourself as much as possible before the even first meeting. And they always say as a seller, it's like before you have your first uh, discovery call with a prospect, it's like, do your research on them, not only the company that they work for and like the problems that they might be trying to solve, but specifically who exactly are you talking to? And so it's in the reverse. They're probably going to do the same thing. It's like, who am I going to initially have this call with? Is this someone I feel is personable? Like, well, whatever it is, trustworthy, um, you got to think about those things uh, in the back end because that, in a sense, will help you further or it might speed up the sales cycle when you are selling. So, I mean, you you say this best, like people buy from people they like. Like, exactly. Yeah, no, that's all. The, I tell people I post that on my stories and Instagram so much. It's like, it's so true. People generally buy from the people that they like. Those relationships are everything. I've had so many um, times where I've been on calls um, where I was selling a, a completely different product that I knew nothing about. I was I was moved to a different product in my company, and but there was an opportunity that came by, and SDR passed me an opportunity. I was like, okay, well, I obviously have to run for a uh, run uh, with it, and I'll never forget that. Even though I didn't know the answer specifically to the questions that were asked. I just made sure to, you know, show my genuine interest in helping, making sure I understood what the problem statement was, because you don't need to know all about your product without understanding what problems your your prospect is trying to solve. Um, and then also my ability to follow up and just be genuine and um, show that I care. And I think that that really built the relationship there. And from then on, it led to a successful sale. So it's genuinely about, okay, how do you show yourself as a person that people want to get to know? I mean, if I think you have that mindset, then you can be very successful when it comes to putting yourself online. Exactly. And like, you could try to, you could be trying to sell me a car. Yeah. And if I, if I say, okay, who's this girl? Who's Astrid? And I go to your Instagram page and I see how intelligent you are and the con- the content that you post is so valuable you could be selling me anything and i would have immediate <laughs> trust in you because yeah. <laughs> i know it's exactly a present and i also another thing two two people uh, don't really think about or i guess they do in the end but it's like when you start from a place of again uh true authenticity and true like caring for uh you know whatever you're passionate about then later on the the opportunities come where you people will end up finding you and realizing hey you know i heard from a friend of a friend that you know, you're really good at uh, 
you know, this particular skill set or that you're very knowledgeable in this topic. And I would love to talk, you know, connect and learn more about about you. Or they can, when it comes to my job, it's like, I'm I'm tasked right now. I have established customers, but I also have uh, new logos I need to find. So white space territory where I need to, you know, find people who are interested in my product. And with that, I've already been able to have people come to me and say, hey, I know a company, you know, someone at a company at a startup who would be very interested in what you're selling. Um, I'm happy to connect. So already I've built that network and it's continuing to grow just because of my online presence and I and my brand. And I think that's so awesome. And, and actually I lead with it a lot of the times whenever I am um, not every single time talking with a customer but wherever I feel appropriate um, in like networking events, I talk about what I do um, on Instagram because I think it's so important to share like, hey, me helping, uh, you know, people from low income backgrounds, me helping women of color, uh, you know, thrive in in tech space and industry, you don't often see people like me. That is a huge part of my mission and who I am. And I think that's very valuable for you to know. And and people people love it. They admire it. And I think it's awesome because I, I get to relate to many audiences that way. So yeah. that's really that's really powerful. And I would absolutely, you know, I would absolutely be sharing that too. So that's <laughs> yeah. Oh, the question for the audience. Are you currently employing social selling tactics in your workflow day to day if you're a salesperson? Good question. I, I like these. Uh, yeah, these, these, these are fun because then we get it. We kind of get a sense for like where everyone's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Astrid, you know, to kind of pivot a little, a lot of people are just scared, right? When it comes to building a brand, they're like, I don't want to get I don't want to get mean comments. I don't want to get people, you know, yeah. rejecting me. What would you say to someone? Can you talk through this list here of kind of how to get over the fear of posting, of brand building? No, exactly. And I think this list is actually very concise and to the point of of how to even get started. So I know for me, I really wanted to create um, content back in, I would say, 2019, actually early 2020. So right before the pandemic. And then it heightened during the pandemic, but I was just so fearful. I was like, no, you know, like you said, there's going to be comments that are going to be mean. No one's going to care about what I think. Like you, you get, you have all this like imposter syndrome, these fears in your head. But I think the things you have to focus on again is number one, first of all, as it mentions, like what exactly are the core pillars that you want to talk about? So again, it, to some sense, it is curating your, your personal brand. It's like, you need to decide, okay, what exactly are my values? What what unique things do I want to share that I'm passionate about? And who do I want to engage with that's also uh, similarly passionate about? So I think really figuring out those four to five core pillars is huge. Um, again, for me, it's talking about, uh, you know, being a woman of color in tech. It's talking about, you know, uh, getting towards financial freedom. Um, my work in tech sales, just keeping up to date with less technology, who I am at, as a person. So that's super important to me. The next thing would be like being consistent. I think having discipline and consistency is huge. Now, as you mentioned to me, it's like, don't post, like, don't pressure yourself to post all the time. Like if it's not there, it's not there. But I think the whole idea of being consistent is that it gives you, again, that focus of, hey, how do I get to where I want to be? And if I have a schedule for myself, then I won't let you know, if I adhere to a schedule, then I won't let other things kind of sidetrack me. So figuring out a a consistency 
uh, schedule is super important. Um, and I think the most important thing too, which is a combination of four and five would be uh, really thinking about what value your content brings. I think you can um, have the best, you know, focus on like a, a aesthetically pleasing post, but honestly, what people really connect with is content that is engaging and really valuable. And I think my most successful content has simply been me just talking to the camera about things I've learned along my way in my career journey. Um, but I know it's information that I want other people to access. And that, again, really resonates with my with my followers. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. I mean, I, I particularly like, you know, focus on the actual content. Mm -hmm. We are going to go over, I saw a couple questions in the chat about other tools for content creation. We are going to talk through some different things like Canva, one of my favorite tools authored up. Um, but I think at the end of the day, focus on the message. Like you don't yeah. need a whole like blitzy setup. Like Astrid, what do you when you when you film like a TikTok video? What how do you do that? Do you have a whole setup or legit? I don't. I try to find. I think recently I invested in a ring light, so yeah. I've been still trying to set that up. But honestly, I what I do is I I first think about okay, what topic do I want to talk about? And honestly, a lot of my topics come from things that I experienced pretty recently. So if I was able to, like for instance, um. I had a, a, a recent deal where, again, I I was on a conversation where I didn't know anything about what I was selling in the particular moment, and I was really nervous. And I said, and I thought to myself, okay, what am I going to do? So I I cut the call short with the prospect, and I said, hey, I would love to bring on my more senior colleague to come in and talk about this experience, you know, to talk about with you what you know what we're trying to achieve. And so I had set that up. And the funny thing was when, when we had that next conversation with my more senior colleague, that colleague ended up asking the exact same questions that I would have asked had I not been fearful of like, oh no, I'm saying the wrong things. And so then my next TikTok ended up following up to be like, okay, mostly the topic was imposter syndrome. You know, we tend to feel like nervous about uh, us talking in front of customers or whatever it is. And so I usually get my inspiration from things that I deal with on a daily basis. And I'm like, this would be very valuable for my uh, followers to hear because they might be going through the same thing. Um, so my my setup is usually, again, finding a topic, writing briefly some bullet points. Okay, what exactly do I want to discuss or touch upon? Um, action steps, I think, are also super important. I like to give tangible steps to follow. Um, that's super important for me. My brand has always been transparency. And again, actionable steps to take. And then I just film it. And usually, I mean, sometimes it takes me an hour just because I'm like, oh, <laughs> my stutter. But in general, you know, it, it doesn't take that long. It's a very simple setup. And then brief, a brief editing and, and posting. And I think the key also is following up and engaging. I think afterwards, once you post something, really take the time to engage with your audience. Ask them a question, um, kind of how we're doing in the chats, and constantly keep that of communication because I think the engagement after what you post is what really leads to, you know, increasing your your person the attention to you. So yeah. Oh gosh, that's that's such gold right there. And the thing is, like, what it sounds like is that at the core of everything you do is authenticity. Yes. Uh, you know, it's like it's when you have a clear message and when your goal is to educate someone, 
you kind of can't go wrong, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like take what what work what you've learned along the way and just be authentic with it and and show like, hey, this is what's worked for me and hopefully can work for you. And again, I think that's what's made me successful so far is that people really appreciate that I I'm taking the time to share my not only my successes but my mistakes and my lessons I've learned and that again that authenticity builds the trust that is needed and then you know and later on i can you know eventually monetize whatever i want to do with that with that authentic with that brand um but again i i I totally agree with you and i i love the the steps that you took i think following those five steps is is crucial yeah and i because because we want to deliver as much you know tangible value as possible to our audience i want to quickly share too so we just talked about how to mitigate the fear of posting. I want to talk about five tips to help you start creating content. Um, This is specific to LinkedIn. You can also apply this to Instagram. You can also apply this to any content creation tool. So, you know, starting with your connections and network, making sure that's built out. Astrid, what would, would you say that you really started with building your network on Instagram before you started posting or did people follow you after? Like what happened? I think for me, so it's funny, I agree with this for LinkedIn, for sure. Start with your connections because connections are everything on LinkedIn. I think how how much you're, you're posting your, gets promoted too. But for me, I actually just started with just posting. And I, I what I did was I would reach out to people. I said, hey, you know, I think this would be something you're interested in. Or with my friends, I'm like, hey, to my friends, can you follow me, share, like, so I think that's kind of where I was able to really expand was just a lot of creating content that was very shareable. And yeah. re- so that that really helps with expanding your network as well. I love that. That's super cool. And I think you're right. Like on LinkedIn, you really kind of do have to start with yeah. your network, your connections. A couple of questions in the chat that we're going to address too. Like, um, you know, this isn't necessarily strictly just for one platform or another. Um, both Astrid and I have, you know, various social media platforms um, we are going to drop all of our different URLs that <laughs> you can follow everyone at the end. Um, but yeah, so starting with your connections, important on LinkedIn to a degree. I think it's important on Instagram too. creating shareable content seems like it's really the key there. Um, number two is get real with your expertise. And Astrid, like, I really want to pick your brain on this because I think a lot of people try to be an expert at everything nowadays. No, I agree. And it's so funny because even me, well, I never try to be an expert or anything, but I I call myself a a jack of all trades, master none in the sense of like, I'm passionate about so many different things, but I really had to focus on, okay, what exactly, who exactly is my audience, my target audience? And, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like, oh, I don't want certain people to follow me, but kind of focusing on what what am I passionate about and what do I want to be a, an expert in. And so for me, um, I really, again, I'm passionate about helping other women of color, um, being in industries that we you don't often see us. I'm passionate about technology uh, because I work in the tech industry. And again, I work with so many cool tech companies that are innovating as we speak with some crazy uh, technology. And, and just... Um, Again, personal finance is a huge thing for me too. It's like I've been getting really focused on my personal finances and my journey to, uh, you know, financial independence. Well, I, I'm there, but like retire early, hopefully. Uh, and so I, again, I've been really setting up on that. I'm like, hey, that's going to be my level of expertise that I want to share share with the world as well. 
Um, I'm not an advisor, obviously, financial advisor, but I, I agree with that. It's like focusing on two to three things that is is real with that you're you want to be an expert in and show that you have a, no- a lot of knowledge in. Yeah. And I think to that to your point exactly, like especially when you're in sales and marketing, I think the two kind of categories of audiences you have are who do you sell to and who do you speak to? Like who do you sell to is who's your ICP? Who do you speak to is who are people like you? Mm-hmm. Who are people who were in your shoes five years ago who you want to help inspire to get to where you are now? Or, yeah. So I, I think that those two buckets are really important to consider when you're building a brand and posting content. Um, and then start with like three niches and dial into those first. Like, so for you, I, I see so much incredible content on personal finance, why sales, career, question. Like, yeah. Um, and your niches are so well carved. Like you do such a good job of like Thank you. Really <laughs> in there. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I know exactly. It's like initially I'm telling you, I was just like posting everything and then I realized, okay, well, what again, what are what are my passions? And I think they can relate. I think so. People worry too about being stuck in one specific uh, niche, mm-hmm. but you can have multiple. It's like what's great now too is I think there's a transition as well of of and tying into this. It's like who you are as a person. People want to buy from the person versus just like oh you're an expert on this particular thing. So I I think finding niches that really resonate with who you are as a person and just you know pouring yourself into that. I think that's very powerful. Um, but again, don't overwhelm yourself with like, oh, I got to post on all these different topics, like yeah. really narrow down of, of who, who you're, again, who do you want to speak to essentially? I think that's super important. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for the, the fintech girl, the SDI yeah. girl? Exactly. Yeah. Who, who, who is your audience? What do you, yeah. What do you want to be known for? Again, when you leave the room, who do you want to be remembered as? Love that. And then I think number four, like pick a tool or two, right? So like you and I both use Canva. We're yeah. <laughs> I get the Canva, the the premium version. Yeah. But, no, yeah. but what's so great again too is like nowadays there's so many readily available tools that make it super easy to edit, to um, you know, create content, to even design. Um, and I love that because again, I am not a super creative person as much as I try to be. And I know that even was something that blocked me from creating a uh, content was just, I was just worried. I'm like, I'm not going to create content that is aesthetically pleasing. I don't have like a certain look and eventually, you know, I'm curating that and it'll get there. But Canva really offers so many tools to edit that it's just all in one. And so I, I honestly only use that for, for now uh, or even just filming within TikTok or Instagram. So that's really neat that it's just, so accessible and it, it doesn't limit you from posting yeah you don't have to be cre- like it, you don't have to be creative with Can- yeah. canvas creative for you. yeah it already has like preset stuff you're like oh let me make some changes exactly so it, it, it's just the and i and again so i use canva a lot i know you mentioned a tool you use what was it called offered uh, or what did you say authored up yes or oh, authored up there's Chrome extensions that you can add to your LinkedIn to help you like post better and see what your posts gonna look like in the feed. Like, oh nice. Yeah, there's some cool tools out there that I like. And there's there's a tool I actually haven't used yet. I don't know the name, but there's definitely tools out there to help you schedule posts too. So definitely like you can create a whole batch of content, and that also helps with being less overwhelmed. It's like if you're feeling a creative spark, I definitely recommend. And this is something I do is like 
just create a whole bunch of content all at once because you probably are going to at the moment feel very passionate about it. Um, and then from there, you can you can uh, implement a, a scheduler that will post it for you throughout the months or whatever your schedule is. And I think that's such a great way to get ease the the pressure to post. But also like when you're feeling those sparks of creativity, you have, you know, you create the content and then you can go from there and, and have an easy schedule to follow. Totally, totally, totally. So now that we've talked about some of the fears behind posting and brand building, curious from the audience, I have a question. What is stopping you from building a personal brand? Um, and if it's not on this list here, type into the chat. <laughs> nothing I'm building. <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it took me literally a year to actually start posting. And my biggest regret is that I didn't start sooner. Like, honestly, like I just... Uh, again, even yesterday, I did a, a Q&A or an Ask Me Anything on my uh, Instagram. And just the feedback I got from people, one person, I, I ans answered a question about like, oh, what if I get very anxious about selling, you know? Um, and my response is pretty much like, you know, anybody, you have to decide is if selling's for you. Like anybody to me can be a seller, like introverts can kill it at sales, you know? they. They can leverage the skills such as like active listening, whatever it is, uh, all types of personalities can thrive in this area, but you have to decide it's for you. And I've been in moments where I've literally, you know, I, to me, I'd like messed up a call, but I realized like, Hey, that there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. And so that was a learning experience. And did that, the answer itself, there was, I got like 20 messages saying, oh my God, you need to like make that into a post <laughs> and yes. share it with the world because, you know, that really resonated with me and it really made me feel, you know, like, oh, if you can do it, I can do it too. So again, don't you, I think that's what keeps me going too, is just the feedback and the, in the connections I build with people that I don't, I don't personally know, but when I hear that, hey, your advice really helps me or, you know, your videos really you know, held me transition into a whole new career and now I'm making six figures. Like that is so awesome and rewarding to hear that. I, I wish everybody could feel that as well. I just love that so much because like to zero in on, I think the core of that message too, like even something that feels totally obvious to you. Yeah. You share it. So many people are like, whoa, I never knew that. Like Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's happened so many times. I'm like, nobody's going to care about this. Like, you know, everybody knows about XYZ. And then you post something simple and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, that helped me so much. Like yeah. this, this change, I don't want to say changed my life, but this advice really moved me forward. And, and again, I, I get a sort of high from it. And I, and I, I think again, to me, I, I'm, I'm the person that believes that there's a seat at the table for everybody. Yes. Um, so for me, I think we can all thrive. We can all, you know, career rise, whether that's, you know, make a certain amount of money, whether that's, you know, be promoted to a certain career, whatever it is, I think there's room for everyone. And I'm really passionate about helping others, like not really gatekeeping. I don't want to be a gatekeeper of anything. I want to be instead sharing this information knowledge with everybody. And, and I think if you kind of look at it that way too, then again, the right audience will find you. I totally agree. And we just got a, a message um, that says, you know, this person is nervous because they're not as technical, but they're really good at the relationship piece. I have to tell you, I've never been a technical person. I'm really good at the relationship piece. I am never technical. The best salespeople I know are not 
super technical. I agree. I agree. Good at the sales piece. They're good at the relationship piece. So no, I I think too. Just again, very actionable steps. When it, if you're in sales currently or looking to transition sales, a lot of people tell me, well, like if I'm an SDR, how do I have a conversation? And it's like obviously there's a framework. You know, there's there's certain types of questions you would ask. But I think it's two things. One, it's like if you're a pro- if you're talking to a prospect and you mess up a call again they they weren't buying from you to begin with so you shouldn't lose anything but more more practically speaking it's like those building that relationship and the ability like the ability to say hey i actually don't know this information but i'm going to get back to you at this specific time by friday this date um with this information again that in itself builds trust and that is very impactful and and when you get back to that person with that information they're going to be so grateful um, and again, just being personable and, and who you are, like people buy from people that they like. And and I, you don't know how many times being in this industry uh, for four to five years now, I've realized that a lot of business is done by who you know. A lot of times my manager will be like, hey, I used to work with so-and-so. Now they're at this company. Let me contact them and see, you know, if we can do something together, you know, do some business together. Um so I just for anybody fearful out there, I, I, trust me, I've been there. Um, you gotta you just gotta like believe in yourself and, and keep keep doing your best. Ask for that. I got you on the spot here. Ask on the spot because I just want to talk specifically about some of your posts. So let's drop Astrid's um, handle in the chat too. This is Astrid's Instagram. Yeah, I have learned so. I feel I feel like I just got a free education watching our stuff out on it. But thank you. Um, but. Talking about your posts that have been super successful. So we have one here that I want to play for the audience just because I think it's a really good example. In interviews, you might get asked questions. Why? The key to answering this question is not only identify what you kind of know about sales, but to also highlight your experiences and skills that would make you a great sales. Mm-hmm. I'm seller. I want to share three reasons why I love to sales. One, relationship building. I love building personal connections with my customers and essentially becoming a trusted advisor to each of them. Two, problem solving. As a former engineer, I enjoy understanding my customers' people of the calls and figuring out ways that I can solve them. Just outside of Three, fun money. <laughs> you to stay here in the sales to make money. I like the fact that I had direct influence over my outcomes and achievements. So there's a great world where I could reap the financial bed of the hard work I did. I like myself trustees. I love this. So I just, first of all, fantastic video. Second of all, I I just want to highlight for everyone watching. Astra just filmed herself talking here. We we didn't really need a whole lot of glitzy, glamorous, you yeah. know, ring lights and spotlights and this and that. Like what you did here, and this video went viral, right? This this is mm-hmm. yeah, I know it, it went pretty viral. I think I had like fifteen k on TikTok, and then it, it went my Instagram. I have to look back, but I think it got pretty high too. So like twenty thousand. Yeah. So. That's super cool. Like, I, I just think like for everyone watching, like you don't need a whole huge setup. You just need to speak from the heart and talk about like. Yeah. And I think I think what really helps too with the the reason why I wanted to share this video is because, again, I talk about something that's personal. So but it's also very helpful for others because I get a lot of people. I'm sure when you have interviews, you get asked the question, well, why do you want to work for this company? Why do you want to work in sales? And I every interview I've had, I've heard that question. So I know, OK, if I'm hearing that question, other people are going to hear that question. So might as well share an actual like answer that I would give. And then maybe we'll spark. And I mean, you could take that answer too, but maybe it can spark, you know, 
ideas of, okay, this is how I would phrase my answer to that question. And again, what I also touch upon in this video is like, it's okay to say you're in sales to make money. Like I've had so many, yeah, I mean, you probably know too, like I've had so many people uh, ask me like, I don't want to say that I'm going to get, you know, they might think the wrong thing of me. It's like, no, I've literally had managers tell me it's like, you're here to make money for for yourself because that makes money for the company, the better you do. Um, so I wanted to put that in there to say like, hey, I've used this response and this is how you can phrase it in a way that doesn't sound necessarily like, oh, I'm, you know, it, it sounds like a really good curated answer. So, yeah. No, that's that's so awesome. Like I just, the simplicity of that video and the authenticity, I think are the keys there. So if anyone's curious, like what makes a viral post, be yourself. Just talk yeah. about something that worked for you. Talk about the three things you do or, you know, whatever. Exactly. Keep it, keep it very, yeah, focus on that. And um, I, I mean, your posts on LinkedIn too. It's like, I've, I've gotten some tips. I like literally looked at them uh, last night and I'm like, wow, she does a really good job about connecting with their audience. And again, adding personal touches where it's not just simply super professional, so to speak, but it's like showing, okay, who, who is Caroline as a person? Like she seems very great to work with. So, um, so you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> So we have a couple minutes left here. I wanted to address a couple questions in the chat. So we got a question about AI tools that you use to create content. Um, that's such an interesting question. I The ones that come to mind for me, like TextBlaze is a really cool tool. Um, it's a tool that kind of helps populate like a piece of text with like a little shortcut on your keypad. Oh, nice. So if you have like a tagline that you use a lot or something, you can create a shortcut for it. You can use that. Um, Lavender is really cool for writing emails to people or for creating copy. Um, oh, I, I haven't seen the thing. It's so funny with AI, you know, the advent of AI and it's really becoming more mainstream um, with like chat GPT and, and whatnot. I, I'm still learning to integrate it. Like I know there's a tool called Otter AI that's uh, for business sense where it, it does a summary of your, for instance, a recording of like your, your Zoom webinars, et cetera. So that's something that's really interesting. Um, and then I've been messing around with chat GPT and seeing, okay, can it help me with content creation? But definitely I think that should actually be uh, more of an incentive to build content because there's so many tools available for you to help create it um, that, you know, it, it, there's less barrier to entry. Um, so I definitely think, yeah, if you can leverage AI to really help uh, promote yourself. Um, I think definitely go for it. I love that. This has been so fantastic. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, really big thanks to our super special partner again, uh, Vidyard. We love you. Thanks so much. Um, and thank you for helping to make these shows possible. So our value drop of the day, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is a really cool guide from Vidyard. Um, so after we hop off, everyone should go check that out. And thanks again to our wonderful partner, um, Astrid, this has been such a joy. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much for hopping on. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to be able to, you know, speak to others and hopefully um, somebody learned a thing or two about building a personal brand. And, and again, for, for the audience who's watching, do not be afraid to create content. Go out and do it. And, you know, you'll be so happy you did. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Happy brand building, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Bye.